up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Carrie. What's up? So I, I was going to give Mike a shit for not being on for the second week in a row. Um, I called him to see, you know, make sure everything's going okay and to also figure out when we're doing Golden Tongues next. And as soon as he picks up the phone, all I hear in the background is... <laughs> so, uh... Well... I feel his pain. I've been there. I don't. <laughs> I have. I have absolutely been there before. Um, so yeah, Micah. no. You know what? I have been there before. But I was four and a half years old, and my sister was born. Right, and uh, a cho- uh, a situation against your your will. So I can, yeah, I can understand that. Fun fact: When I went to the hospital to meet my sister for the first time. I was given a Sleeping Beauty Barbie doll as like the consolation prize for having to then also bring home a child. So she turned out okay though, so it's fine. So uh, for, as far as what we've been playing, I the only game I've played all week, except for a game or two of Slay the Spire, has been Destiny because I've just been playing oh, wow. Destiny nonstop. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. No, I know honestly. it's. Uh, I'm shocked. I, I'm, I'm shocked. Blown as well. away by this. It's been it's been really fun, but uh, <laughs> you got uh, the Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition on the Switch, and how's that going so far? It's good. I've I've only been playing it in handheld mode, um, which has been interesting because I've basically otherwise had a a sports ball of some sort on the television. Which I mean, that's one of the best things about the Switch is I can sort of have that on passively and and still be doing something else um yeah i mean you can go back a few years on the podcast and hear me hyping up the first cyber sleuth when that first came out on playstation 4 like three years ago um and it's still a lot of fun and i still think people should play it and now that it's both cyber sleuth and hacker's memory together um for 50 dollars for both switch and pc like if you have a gaming pc or especially if you have a Switch, you should definitely give these games a shot. Um, the Digimon Evolution system requires some forethought and some strategy as far as sort of maxing out the system and whatnot. Um, the story's a little goofy, but the characters are fun. The music is really good. Um, it's a super fucking fun game. Um, even if you're not like a big Digimon fan, it's just a good JRPG and you should definitely play it. So I think both stories are basically 35 to 40 hours each. So you're getting like 80, 85 hours worth of JRPG content for $50, which I think is a pretty good deal. The one thing I would suggest is make sure that if you're playing these games for the very first time, that you're playing through um, Cyber Sleuth first instead of Hacker's Memory. When you go in to start a new game for the first time, it doesn't really tell you one way or the other where you should start um you're like hacker's memory is framed as sort of a side story to cyber sleuth so you're not really going to have context for a lot of what's going on unless you've finished the original cyber sleuth first so but yeah it's fun they're good games very cool and uh as we saw last week the now it's i can't believe it's been an entire week it has. Almost since that happened, since since the NLCS. Are you worried now about the fact that they're gonna have be they're gonna have some uh, layoff rust 
No, because I mean they've they've still been at the ballpark. It's not like they won the World Series and then sat on their ass for a yeah, week. Yeah, but it's not the um, same. And, and, no, and it's, pitchers it's pitchers not. like to be in their routine of you know throwing you know every so many days and everything like yeah. that. So I don't know. I like to think that they're going to come in really fresh. Um, this is a team that has um, a decent amount of folks with World Series experience. Um, so I. I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. I'm glad that they're facing the Astros because fuck the Yankees. Um, God, what a way for the Yankees to lose that too. That was just like the amazing reversal. Oh of fortune. God, delightful to see a Roldis hap a Roldis Chapman give up a walk off home to, run to like Ho- that. To Jose Altuve of all people, right? Like you're gonna you're gonna give it up to like that's that's like the equivalent of like Rey Mysterio hitting a a walk off home. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if anyone should have hit a walk-off to win it, it should have been Altuve. And if it was going to be hit off anyone, I'm so glad that it was Chapman. So Could, to, Couldn't have happened to a to a worse guy, I tell you. Like, <laughs> to, to put a code on it, um, something that I did not realize is that the, ni- the 2010 to 2019 decade is going to be the first decade without yeah. a Yankees World Series championship yeah. since the 1910s. Yeah. Which automatically puts this in the running for the best decade in human history. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it does. Um, I mean, ultimately, the the Astros won it all two years ago with approximately the same roster that they have right now. Pretty Um, close, too. Yeah. It's going to be somewhat of an uphill battle. Um, But I have an iota of optimism that the Nats... Have have a shot at pulling this off. Ultimately, I I feel like I'm playing with house money here. Yeah. I I get to go to a World Series game. I'm going to Game Three on Friday. I'm super fucking excited for my dad, who grew up a long suffering Senators fan, who has been with the Nats basically since day one. Um, and this is the first time in his lifetime that he will get to see a World Series game played in his hometown of Washington D.C. And I'm just I I couldn't be happier for him. Um, so, so two more, th- a quick aside before we move on to video games. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like the two, three, two format that every other sport except for hockey uses. Uh, the two, two, one, one, one format is, is a much better format, I think, and gives more advantage to the home team, um, I think it does. which they should, which every sport should adopt. Uh, and Bryce Harper immediately vaults to the top of all time greatest Ewing theory candidates <laughs> yes. of all time. With this, uh, with this, and I think he would cement being the number one guy if they were to win the World Series. So I think so too. Um, yeah, I was. I, I hope he had a really nice birthday watching the Nationals go to the World Series from home in Philadelphia. Yeah, or well, actually, he might be in Vegas at this point. Who knows? I'm so, over it. So. I, I defended that douchebag for seven years, and he left for a division rival. So that dude can kick rocks. <laughs> we all we all should have known what was up when he was wearing Golden Knights jerseys during the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, he's there ago. in Golden Knights jerseys, and meanwhile, Ryan Zimmerman and Max Scherzer are there in full Caps garb, with the helmets, with the gloves, leading the "Let's Go Caps" chant, <laughs> like. No, nah, Bryce Harper can kick rocks. So if, if you made it through our DC sports uh, <laughs> segment of the show, uh, Carrie will tell us what new releases are coming out this week. Yeah, we actually have a pretty big week this week. Um, we've, we've got that COD mod, that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 
they're just calling it Modern Warfare instead of Modern Warfare 6 or whichever one it is now. I don't know. I haven't had to pay attention to Call of Duty in like six years, so I have no idea. So that'll be PS4, Xbox One, PC. If you're into if you're into that COD, um, WWE 2K20 is out on PS4 and Xbox One. Is that not getting a PC release? Uh, it is as well. I think I just forgot okay. to put that down. Uh, the Outer Worlds, a game I am personally very excited about as a huge fan of Fallout New Vegas, uh, that arrives on PS4, Xbox One, and PC this week. I believe a Switch version is also in the works, but I don't know if that releases this week. Uh, it is in development, they say, but it, okay. there's no timetable for its release, so probably not this year. No, yeah, so um, I will probably be picking that up on PC myself. Uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 releases on PS4. I've heard nothing but good things about this series at large, but I've never played it myself. Um, that's a JRPG if you're into that. Uh, Let's Sing Country for all you yeehaws out there <laughs> arrives on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch if you want to get some yodel yeehaw good old boy my truck left me for my old girl whatever karaoke <laughs> <laughs> I assume Old Town Road is on that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be in every uh, and, single singing uh, game this year. The hotly anticipated, long-awaited, much demanded medieval remake Why? on PS4 arrives this week. I'm, I'm I'm gonna upset someone who who has a great nostalgic feelings for for medieval. This game is not very good. I played it on the PSP. A decade ago, more yeah. than a decade ago, and uh, it could janky stayed, yeah. 3D action platformer, isn't it? Well, it's it, and and coming out in the time where that was like the thing to do back in that day was have 3D action platformers because they were all the rage in the PS1 era. The mm-hmm. problem is that Sony had some really good ones uh, that weren't medieval. You had Spyro, you had yeah. cr- the Crash series. Bar, barring Crash One, but you had Crash Two and Three, so this was this was kind of like the the the, the be, one of the best of the rest. And yeah. It wasn't very good. So it's it's one of those things where like I sort of remember I I remember it coming out. I think I might have played it a little bit on like one of those demo discs that you'd got in the mail. Um, but yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say it's something that anyone really asked for. Um, but maybe it'll be good if you like it neat. If you don't plenty of other games to play, <laughs> and I mean, uh, it's that time of year, it just goes to show you that this is one of the ones did, did medieval get a sequel? I don't think it, it did. No, it did. It did. It did. It did. It actually got two sequels. Did it? Mm hmm. Hmm. It, it got, um, well, I guess. A, a sequel and then a reimagining. So Me- Medieval 2 uh, was PlayStation. And then you had Medieval Resurrection, which was so, like a pseudo remake of mm-hmm. the first one. Well, that wasn't that the one that came out on PSP? Yeah. Okay. So I, I played I played that. Um, I don't think I know a single person who played Medieval 2. But we spent, yeah. we spent far more time in Medieval than, than we probably need to. Yes, correct. Uh if you want to spend far more time than necessary listening to us and other folks on the network uh, run their mouths, uh, feel free to head to TNP Studios and subscribe to the rest of the TNP Studios 
premium content. Uh, there's plenty of other good stuff on the podcast network, including what the men with the golden tongues. And uh, I'm not really on any of those shows. What are they? We've got <laughs> the, the premium air, airing, airing of grievances. Yeah. 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 Uh, no time to bleed. Yep, and 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 and, and the one one could say the flagship of the premium channel, the Look Forward Political Podcast. Oh, I guess I don't. I always forget that that's technically premium because they make the first like half hour or hour like free every week. They do, but if yep. you want to listen to the whole usually two and a half hour episode, you gotta you gotta <laughs> be a premium subscriber. Nope. dot uh, slash premium to sign up for five dollars yep. a month or fifty dollars for the whole year. Yep, and don't forget, if you're listening to us in exclusively audio format, we also have a YouTube channel where if you want to look at our dumb faces for whatever reason, you can do that too. That's YouTube.com slash Dense Pixels. Now we can get into the news, which is mostly follow-up from last week. Oh, yes. so Because that, that blizzbiz just won't quit. Well we, well, we talked extensively last week about a very bad week for Blizzard uh, in the wake of banning, you know, banning a popular player over protesting to free Hong Kong. Uh, mm-hmm. Blizzard still finds himself in the hailstorm of the free Hong Kong situation. Uh, we talked last week that there were three students from American University who held up a free Hong Kong uh, boycott Blizzard sign during an official competition stream. As of last week, those three students had not been disciplined by Blizzard, uh, but now they have been. So now – uh, it is a six-month ban, the same as the other bans that they have been handing out so far. Um, basically, uh, one of the students said uh, – well, Blizzard sent a letter to uh, one of the students, Casey Chambers, who said, while, quote, every voice matters at Blizzard and we strongly encourage everyone in our community to share their viewpoints in the many places available to express themselves, uh, an official broadcast is not that venue. Uh, so basically, he was saying that politics is fine. Just not here, essentially. Yeah, it's uh, – I saw some people get sort of more upset at Blizzard about this. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess the way that like I sort of um, looked, at, looked at this was uh, them sort of upholding their end of their statement mm-hmm. where it's like, well, if anyone else had said this stuff on stream, we would have banned them too. And then these three white boys were sort of getting away with it, and now they're not getting away with it. So yeah, I I, I do feel like this was inevitable. Um, and and to 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 that point, uh, Chambers says, "quote We knew exactly what we were doing. No regrets." So yep. yeah, they, they like and they did know exactly what they were doing. So yeah, I mean, he also said on on Twitter, while delayed, I appreciate all players being treated equally and no one being above the rules. So yep. So, I mean, good on good on them for taking stride. Um, but again, shame on Blizzard for continuing to to ban folks um, for this particular thing. Uh, it does not stop though with Hong Kong. Uh, they have been forced to postpone an event celebrating World of Warcraft's 15th anniversary in Taiwan, uh, which was supposed to happen this, or actually, it was supposed to happen last week, I believe. Um, but it has been indefinitely postponed for now. Um, basically a lot of folks, uh, since they posted it, a lot of people flooded their, uh, Taiwanese World of Warcraft Facebook page with, uh, pro Hong Kong sentiments. Uh, Blizzard does not have a statement about this particular cancel or postponement at this time. Of course, Taiwan, uh, another former Chinese, uh, 
territory, or they might be a current Chinese territory, um, that is once once had the same level of independence, I guess, that Hong Kong is striving for. Uh, it's another. It's th- those two countries specifically are very sensitive issues for the Chinese government. So I'm yes. not too surprised that this that this happened as well. Uh, you also had Blizzard during a Hearthstone stream uh, banning people in the Twitch chat uh, for <laughs> offering up you know, pro Hong Kong sentiments, essentially. Uh, Blizzard said that they are not banning people from Twitch chat. It is an automated moderating system that is triggered by viewers spamming any phrase repeatedly. And they said they expect to have the issue corrected uh, shortly. Uh, No update as to whether they did indeed correct that issue or not. But again, a really bad look in the wake of everything that's going on right now. Yep. So arguably the biggest Blizzard news out of the week was, uh, a bipartisan letter coming from Congress with Senators Ron Wyden and Marco Rubio signing such a letter with support from Representatives Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Mike Gallagher, and Tom Malinowski addressed specifically to Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick regarding the suspension of Blitzchung, um, saying... We write to express our deep concern about Activision Blizzard's decisions to make player Blitzchunk, because I'm not going to say his real name because I'm white, um, forfeit prize money <laughs> and ban him from participating in tournaments for a year after he voiced support for pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. This decision is particularly concerning in light of the Chinese government's growing appetite for pressuring American businesses to help stifle free speech. Look, if you if you get Marco Rubio of all people to fucking come right? out and and do something, you fucked all the way up. Yeah, that dude sucks. Yeah, at life. Yes, and even he and even he's signing on to this resolution. Um, look, man, I don't I don't think where you want to be is in the crosshairs of of Congress. Uh, that's usually not a not a place you want to be. No. Look, we said it last week. Uh, not much has changed this week. Blizzard continues fucking up all the yeah. way with this situation. And you know, it, it, they, we predictably said that they were going to lay low or try to lay low for this you know leading up to to BlizzCon, which is happening mm-hmm. next weekend. Next Friday it yeah. starts. Yep. And uh they're trying, but uh they can't help but still pop up with stuff in the news uh around the story. BlizzCon's be really interesting, I think. Yep. Especially since moving right into our next story, their biggest thing that would have maybe sated the masses a little bit fucking leaked ahead of time. (laughs) Diablo four, which is something, you know, we've known that they've been working on Diablo four in some capacity for several years now. But the new Diablo art book um, has an ad that I believe was published in German, a German magazine called GameStar. And that uh, officially reveals that the art book, when it releases, will contain artwork from Diablo 4. So. Yeah, good job. Great. Good job on that one. Print print media strikes again with eating incredibly it's, long It's interesting times. because as someone who works in print media, um, when we... When we get ads like this, it's always having to sign like an NDA or something mm-hmm. like that. Um so what this means is that someone at Blizzard fucked up really hard mm-hmm. um, by basically approving this ad to run in print starting on a specific day. 
um, before the game was actually going to be announced. So, uh, look, it's entirely possible that this ad was not leaked, but rather leaked. Yeah, to big, possibly big to possibly uh, distract folks from what everyone is talking about. Re Blizzard uh, right now. Yeah. So it, it is entirely possible this was a planned leak for sure. Um, because I, I would imagine if you're Blizzard, you would like anything to kind of take some of the heat off of what's going on right now. Certainly, a uh, rumored Diablo 4 uh, could do that. Uh, obviously, people reached out to Blizzard for comment on this. They said, quote, we don't comment on rumors or speculation, but next week we'll have exciting news to share, so please stay tuned. Um, so basically, non, cool. non, non, uh, non-denial denial, essentially. Yep. Of sorts. So yeah, so that is the state of Blizzard right now. Um, that actually kind of leads into our next story, which in the wake of everything going on with Blizzard is very interesting. So we alluded to this last week because the news kind of broke while we were recording. Yeah. Uh, so we have a little bit more information. So we talked about Riot Games has several new projects in the mix and across a variety of different uh, genres of games and mediums, really. Uh, League of Legends Wild Rift is going to be a new version of regular League of Legends, uh, but designed from the ground up with a twin stick control scheme that is designed for consoles and mobile phones and a focus on 15 to 18 minute games uh, due on mobile phones next year. No word on release date for consoles. You also have Legends of Runeterra, a competitive card game in the League of Legends universe. Cards will not be unlocked via randomized pack purchases, according to Riot Games. Uh, mm-hmm. Project A a stylish, competitive, character-based, tactical shooter for PC, Overwatch. Uh, More information expected on that next year. Uh, Project L, a fighting game uh, being set in the League of Legends universe that is in early stage development and being headed up by Seth Killian, uh, formerly of Capcom and founder of Evo. Hmm. So very interesting information there. Uh, Project F, a very early development project that explores the possibilities of traversing the world of Runeterra with your friends. Um, apparently, this looks reminiscent of Diablo and other like third-person style role-playing games. Uh, League of Legends Esports Manager, so they're taking on the Football Manager series, which is very popular uh, <laughs> in Europe. Uh, a tactics <clears throat> mobile game that's coming in the first quarter of 2020. A animated series set in the League of Legends universe planned for 2020 called Arcane. And then League of Legends Origins, a feature-length documentary highlighting the game's growth available right now on Netflix. Which I may watch because I don't know jack shit about League of Legends other than the fact that it is a very popular MOBA. Um, This is a tremendous amount of new projects to announce all at once. And boy howdy, could they not have asked for better timing with which to announce this in the wake of the, of the firestorm that, that blizzard is engulfed in. Because when I look at this lineup of games, this looks like that this is, this is riot games taking the fight to blizzard head to head. Sure. Now the one sort of caveat with all this is the fact that riot is owned 100% (laughs) by Chinese company Tencent. Uh, which may impact how League of Legends and whatever other esports games come out of Riot, um, how they interact with the whole Hong Kong political situation. So it's like if you're upset with Blizzard and how Blizzard has handled this situation, wait until something happens with one of Riot's games. 
and see how badly they fumble that football. Well, they, they, they're the ones that have already gotten out ahead of it. I mean, we talked about last week how they were like, hey. No, that, I'll... Was, that was Epic last no, week that got out ahead of it. No, no, Epic, it? Epic said, Epic said we're not going to ban players for doing speech. Riot mm-hmm. basically said to their players, hey, this is not going to be tolerated, so don't even think about it. Oh, okay. So they, 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 were, they were the ones getting ahead of it publicly. But, oh, okay. of course, since they haven't had an incident uh, that they've had to put a fire out on, not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, personally, I'm not going to be engaging in anything Riot puts out because their corporate culture is fucking awful. Yeah, we've talked and, about some uh, of those stories as well, for sure, over the past yeah, several months. No, I'm not not going to give them any of my money. I played League of Legends for a hot second back in 2012, and that was enough enough for me. So we'll see how it goes. We shall. I mean, they, they, it seems like they've been trying to take strides over the past several months, making their corporate culture better um, and having more negotiation rates for their employees, which is mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, like I said, we'll have to see how this goes. A lot of these projects are in early development. Obviously, I wouldn't expect to see many of them until at the least late 2020, uh, if not further on. But I, I don't know. I felt like they had to be kind of like giddy announcing some of this stuff. Oh, considering that I'm Blizzard sure. has the max amount of heat put on them uh, that they possibly can at this point in time. Um, uh, and some not as good news uh, for large companies. The much anticipated human NPC update that we were <clears throat> supposed to see come out for Fallout 76 in November has been delayed into next year. Uh, they said that. Bethesda said that the Wastelanders expansion, uh, which is a free add-on for Fallout 76, is now going to arrive in the first quarter of 2020, uh, which means as late as March 31st. Quote, it's going to need more time to be the best, most polished update it can be. We've continued to reevaluate and change our processes to make sure the work we're doing hits our quality bar and yours. Carrie, you are the biggest Fallout 76 fan that I personally know. <laughs> How disappointed are you with this news? It's it's a little disappointing. Um, I had sort of started dabbling back into Fallout 76 um, within the last few weeks. And I was sort of waiting on more news about this expansion to like really get fully back into it. So, yeah, it, it kind of sucks. But at the same time, like it's a free update. I'm I'm not going to complain about them taking whatever time they need to in order to make sure that the content that they're releasing for the game is up to snuff because they sure didn't do that when the game first launched. So they might as well do it now. They, uh, they've made a pretty big deal about this update and it's sort of the de facto fallout 76 2.0. Yeah. If you will. Um, and you only I get mean, one- you're, they're, they're introducing factions and whatnot. Right. Like you'll be able to either side, I think with like the vault dwellers or like the Raiders and, um, like it's based on what they've said about it. It has the potential to be very, very cool. Um, yeah, that's, so I would rather them get it right. Well, and that's what I'm saying. So like, so this is in many ways, kind of your relaunch quote unquote, a fault 76. Mm-hmm. And if you fuck that up. You're done. That's it. You're done. <laughs> like yeah. so, so I so they're gonna take as much time as they possibly need to make sure that when it does come out, it is 
as bulletproof as it can be from a technical standpoint, from a performance standpoint, and from a content standpoint. So uh, if you are a Fallout 76 fan or are curious about it, you should be happy about this news, even if you're a little disappointed about the timing. Um, but yeah, like I said, we, we, we said it before, we'll say it again, delays ultimately are a good thing uh, yeah. at the end of the day, even if you don't get that immediate satisfaction. Uh, speaking of delays, uh, some bad Google Stadia news. So we know Google Stadia is coming November 19th. If you are a founder's edition, uh, purchaser, two little bad bits of news though. First of all, at launch, you're not going to be able to play games over mobile data on your pixel phones. You're going to be required to have a Wi-Fi connection. Uh, for now, they, there is no determined amount of time, how long that's going to last when they'll make mobile data a uh, feature for Google Stadia. Uh, the bigger, more annoying thing that a lot of folks are upset about though, is that the Stadia founders controller, uh, that is an optional purchase that you can play Stadia games with will only work wirelessly with the Google Chromecast ultra at launch. If you use the Stadia controller with any other device, such as your PC or a tablet, it will have to be plugged in through a wired connection in order to use it. You know, Brad, the the more the more that I hear about the Stadia, the more I think that the whole thing's going to be a fucking wash. It's uh the fact that they're not um using the early access tag or the beta tag um, is a problem when Mm -hmm. you are one of the most basic functions of your controller is not going to be usable except on one specific device, which most people I would wager are not going to have. I mean, I guess if you got the founder's edition, you will, because the founder's edition comes with a Chromecast ultra. Um, but yeah, that's that's a bit of a problem. The the mobile data thing, I understand. Like you want to make sure that you can get the network kind of established. Again, it does kind of undercut one of the features that you're selling uh, as making this service awesome. Uh, but yeah, the wireless the wireless simplicity thing um, is is kind of is kind of bad. Yeah, it's kind of bad. And especially like, so how's that supposed to work? Like if you're using your tablet, like like do you have to plug it directly into the tablet? Yeah, like how are you are you going to plug it into a phone? Like Right. How does that work? So, I'll give you a hint. It doesn't. <laughs> so the re- the reason that uh the reason that this is not going to be available at launch is because apparently using the wireless controller with other platforms introduces lag that the service can't afford to have at this early stage. However, the Chromecast Ultra may allow Google to fine tune the wireless connection to avoid lag and latency issues. Now let me tell Remarkable. you something. Let me let me tell you something. So Sony just came out with a new remote play app on iOS and Android recently. And I downloaded and installed it just to just to give it a look see real quick. And it works. Like I can certainly play my PS4 on my tablet, but there it's not a it's not a ideal situation. I certainly wouldn't play anything that's precision related on there. And my biggest fear with Stadia is that specific issue when you have the interface of, you know, needing to read controller inputs, you know, over, over a wireless connection, that's, that's a problem. And it seems to be a problem from the jump. So 
Yeah, it, it, it seems more and more like day by day, this is not a service that you want to be an early adopter of, at least. Like maybe next year, once a lot of the kinks are ironed out, it might be worth checking out. Um, but I'd have to imagine that if you paid $130 to get in on the Founders Edition for Google Stadia, you're probably not incredibly pleased uh, with some no. of the news that you've heard over the past week from Google. Yep. If you want to buy a real gaming system instead of a Stadia, <laughs> you can do that on Amazon. And if you want to be like, but you know what, Carrie, I don't want to give Jeff Bezos any more of my money. That's fair. However, if you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon and use either the super saver, per, super saver shipping or the Amazon day shipping or whatever the fuck they're calling it these days. Some old man in an Amazon warehouse doesn't die of a heart attack today. And then we get a little bit of the money from the sale and then you still get your money. And ultimately is Jeff Bezos still getting most of that money? Yes, we should kill him and eat him. But until we can do that, <laughs> shop at densepixels.com slash Amazon. So uh, we don't have a main story this week. We just got the post office and we lo- we asked the post office question Quite literally right before we started recording. <laughs> so many of you came through with questions. We appreciate that. Um, some of you came through with multiple questions. We appreciate that. Like I said, short notice this week. Again, if you want to be part of the Dense Pixels post office when we solicit questions from you guys, you have to go to our fan group, which is densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, I, I knew Leonardo would be in here on this. Yeah. I knew he would. Uh, he said, holy shit. Did you guys see all that new Star Wars New Jedi Fallen Order footage? The hype is real. Uh, cue Carrie to turn on her yellow lightsaber and wave it about for five okay, seconds. I'll do that. That's fine. While you're going to get your lightsaber. Um, I will say this. So I have not watched the preview videos from any of the major outlets yet, though I have heard about some of the previews. Yeah, I got it. There you go. Yeah. Straight from Galaxy's And yes, Edge. I do have. Oh, there it is. There you go. I got the yellow blade on. So I, I haven't I haven't switched it back to the purple. I intend on switching it back to the purple. But the yellow sounds really cool. Oh, they so. have different sounds? I didn't know that. Yeah. Very interesting. There so. you go. Um, so yeah, I haven't I haven't watched any of the preview streams yet. I do want to. Um the 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 hype around the game is certainly building uh from many outlets. However, however, a couple caveats. Number one, previews. <laughs> Are always hype. Okay. Very controlled environment. Now, apparently these previews had people playing three hours of the game without their hands being held. So they can they had a little bit of freedom to explore and stuff like that. It's a little bit better than a normal, you know, very sterile preview, but still it's a preview. Previews are always hype, number one. Number two, it's still a single player Star Wars game. Number three, EA still involved. Last I checked. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to also make Rashawn's question here. Rashawn says he's waiting until November 15th to see when Brad will eat his words when it comes to Jedi Fallen Order and have to admit that it might be the greatest Star Wars game and say Leonardo was right. Again. <laughs> again. I didn't. I've never said bulletproof that this game is going to be terrible. <laughs> I've always stood by the fact that history says that this game is going to be terrible. And what they've shown of the game to this point, these previews notwithstanding that just happened over the past week, didn't do anything 
to make anyone think that the game was going to be anything other than what we've seen before with right. Force Awakens and stuff like that. So if the game does come out and it's like a 9.0, I wasn't wrong. It's just that EA and Respawn bucked the trend. They bucked tradition. I hope it is good. That's what I've always said. I, I hope <laughs> that the game is great. I would love for you guys to be excited about a, a new Star Wars game. I would love to be excited about a new single-player Star Wars game. So we'll see. It, it's, it seems like there's some, like, Dark Souls-ness kind of in the game a little bit as well, which people are excited about. They said a lot of folks said it reminded them a lot of, like, God of War, which is, a, which is an encouraging sign to hear. We'll see. You're probably going to fight Darth Vader at some point. Shocking. Shocking news. Yeah, but Darth Vader is pretty cool. I know, and Darth Vader is in everything. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so tired That's of fair. Skywalkers. That's I'm fair. so tired of all of them. It's fair. I'm so tired of it. I can't wait till episode nine comes out, and then hopefully we never have to see them again. But we will because they can't help mm -hmm. themselves. Yep. So, Gustavo says, "What's wrong with Tottenham?" I have no idea. Tottenham Hotspur is a fucking flaming dumpster fire. Uh, only slightly surpassed by perhaps that of Arsenal right now, which is fine. Like, Arsenal can be on fire. Uh, but Tottenham's having a rough go of it. I don't know what's wrong, Gustavo. Uh, it's panic in fucking Spurs Town, baby. And uh, he also said Astros in six. I think he's from Texas. So Does Gustavo realize that I have the ability to remove him from the fan <laughs> Is he aware of this? Uh, look, if the Astros are going to win, I hope it's in six or seven because I don't want to see another team. Uh, the, I don't want to see the visiting team celebrating on my field. Uh, you, then you better hope it's in five. Or no, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Six or seven because the, the, they have home field. I forgot. Nats, Nats have three, four, five at home. Okay. Uh, he also asks, is Death Stranding going to be a game of the year contender? Who knows? It, it, it could literally be the best game we've ever seen or the biggest pile of garbage. It, it could be at either of those extremes. Or it could be where it's probably going to be and some somewhere right in the middle leaning towards good, most likely. So, Game of the Contender? Sure. There's a lot of good games that came out this year, though. So, we'll have yeah. to see. Uh, Eric says, and I'm going to pronounce these because you know what these are and I don't. Uh, mm -hmm. Wargreymon or Metal Garumon? That's actually correct. Very on good. Both ends. <laughs> good job. Uh, Wargreymon, though, ultimately, I mean, I prefer the Greymon line as far as Digimon in general. Um, however, when it comes to the mega level Greymons, I'm going to pick Shine Greymon uh, because he's cooler than War Greymon. All right. I don't know what the Digimons are. It's, it's, it's a wonder I know what Pokemon are. I'm certainly not going to know <laughs> what the fuck Digimon are. Uh, Justin asks, no question, but he blames us for getting him into Destiny 2. Now he just needs to pe uh, need people to play with to raid. Raiding stuff, man. Um, it is very difficult if you don't have a group that you have with uh, to raid with on the norm on the routine. I play Destiny all the time, and raiding has made up maybe 5% of my total time playing that game. Um, if you're looking for folks and you don't have a group, uh, there are several LFG websites that you can go to um, and just look for groups that are willing to Sherpa folks. Cause obviously if you've never done it before um, you're going to want people that are patient and, and willing to hold your hand as you go through the raids. Cause the raids, if you've never done them are very, very difficult, generally require a lot of teamwork. Uh, they're generally very long and it could be frustrating. Um, so going in there with folks that know what they're doing that are willing to be patient for you, uh, is always a good thing. And, and, and a good Sherpa group will not just like 
put you on their back and, and carry you. No, they're going to make you participate, but they're willing to teach you uh, and put up with your mistakes uh, as you learn what to do. Uh, Gustavo comes back and says, is cooking mama a good way to learn how to cook? No. Uh, no. You know, it's a, you know, it's a good way to learn how to cook. If you're going to play a game like that uh, is, is play overcooked. That, that, that's a better way to learn how to cook than cooking mama. I think that like, if you want like a DS game, I think there is actually like a, uh, like. It's called personal like trainer sh- cooking. Yes. Yeah. Personal trainer cooking. Um, and from what I understand, that's actually pretty good. Um, and you can get that on Amazon right now for exactly, I kid you not, one cent. <laughs> Plus $7.99 shipping. However, buy new, one cent, a penny. So there you go. Uh, Trey says, has anyone in the Dense Pixels crew ever get the DDR bug when that was a thing? Ooh, um, sort of, um, cause like I didn't have a console to play it on until I was in college. And by the time I was in college, I wasn't really interested anymore. Um, but back when there was for a short period of time, there was a very small little arcade corner in Towson town center that had a DDR machine. It's like one of the early ones. It was like second or third mix. And I would play that when I was at that mall in high school. And then there was one out at White Marsh. That was like a much bigger arcade. And they had like two or three DDR machines. So like I would play them. I would play DDR when I had the chance to. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in anime club in high school, there was a guy who was like real serious about it. He had one of like the home, like the metal pads at home, like not just the dumb, squishy plastic foam shit. He had like the serious like pro metal pad um so sometimes he would bring that in and we would play um but as far as the bimani games um i got real into beat mania 2dx for a while um this is like 10 years ago i got really good at 2dx i was super fucking good at 2dx and then i like broke up with the guy who got me into 2dx and like kind of stopped playing and now I suck at it. So that's the thing about rhythm games is like, it's not something like much like I'm assuming how fighting games work. Like you sort of have to keep that skill set mm-hmm. up. Um, otherwise you're just gonna, you're just not going to be able to do it anymore. So, yeah. and and for me, I, I didn't get into rhythm games at all until guitar hero uh, came out. So I definitely bypassed the whole, the whole DDR craze. It was certainly not something I was interested in. Uh, Gustavo asks, who has a better chance of dropping their baby, Jay or Micah? Um, so Micah, so in, in talking to Micah today, I got to find out that Micah is as cavalier, uh, with his child, uh, as I am with mine. So like, like as his child was like crying a storm up, Micah's like, really, really? Like, are we really going to do this? Is, is it really that serious? That, that, that's how I am with mine. Um, so I, based on that interaction alone, it's probably Micah. I don't think either of them are going to drop their kid um, because, you know, they're both very careful parents. The other thing is, too, it's it's also Micah because Micah has a son and Jay has a daughter. And you tend to roughhouse with the boys a little bit more. So there's more uh, opportunity for things to go awry. Hmm. It would seem. I would say I was going to say Jay just based on the layout of his house. <laughs> he has a lot of stairs in his house. And I'm I'm having to assume that he will eventually trip on something on the stairs 
And that baby's going to go flying. It's funny you say that. My sister actually just today um, was carrying her 18-month-old down the steps, uh, and she she tripped and slid. And in protecting the child, uh, broke her ankle today, as, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, I, I can understand where that might be something where you uh, where you think that might be the case. Yeah. So. I haven't been to Micah's house. I don't know if he has a lot of stairs in his house. Um. I think they will both drop their babies. <laughs> That's where I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, Michael says, what's a game from back in the day that you greatly enjoyed, but are afraid to revisit out of fear that it may not hold up today. Spyro. Yeah. Spyro. I, I would, I would actually say that that is one that you could safely play. Probably because yeah. I, I just it's, played it's part the remaster. It's the reason why I've held off on playing the remaster. Yeah. Um, I actually have like the Steam key for free or something. It was in the Humble Monthly, which my husband subscribes to. Um, and I, I haven't played it yet, largely out of fear that it will tarnish the memory of playing it as a kid. Yeah. So I don't think that's a fear. Like I, so I had never played Spyro before. Okay. I played through the first like world and a half, and I was I was impressed actually with how how good the game actually felt and played. Um, so I think you'd be okay mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, I'm trying to think of what random SNES game would not hold up as well as it did before. I mean, I, I feel like I've, I've had games that have been exposed to me through time that I've played later. Like GoldenEye was one, like we, we all played GoldenEye incessantly back in the day. And I've played that game in the last five years and brothers, it is not good. It never was. We 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 just didn't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. Um, time time screwed that game over. So Goldeneye is is the ultimate example of this. Um, you know what I you know what I am a little worried about. I am a little worried about ever revisiting Super Mario sixty four again in the wake of Mario Odyssey because Mario Odyssey is so good, and I'm afraid that it it, it being as good as it is might expose the few flaws that undoubtedly do exist. Uh, in Mario 64. Yep. So maybe that's one to uh, to, to book. I think there's a, a few big N64 games in general. I think a lot of the key N64 games, if you were to go back and play them today, probably wouldn't hold up. Yeah. Mario, Mario Kart, <laughs> chief among them as well. Yeah. Especially considering how that series has evolved over the years. Um, Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Not not, yeah. not not shocked about that one. So, again, we, we talked about 3D platformers being all the rage back in yeah. the mid-90s. So. And surprise, most of them were fucking janky and not fun. <laughs> uh, James says, do we need to start a GoFundMe for Terrence's internet or what? Uh, yes. Hey, densefixes.com slash Amazon, y'all. <laughs> um, Anthony says, which game are you getting first, Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield? And which starter are you picking? Obviously directed towards Carrie. Uh, so I have sword pre-ordered, um, I'm probably going to pick Grookey. Um, I kind like, I appreciate the fact that there's, that they haven't done as much talking up the starters evolutions that they did with sun and moon. Um, of the three, I like Grookey the best. Um, I don't know why he has a, he has a cool stick. He, he has a, he has a real positive personality. I don't know. I think I, I, I think a part of it is because I look at him and the the Beastie Boys song Brass Monkey comes into my head, except it's Grass Monkey instead. 
that's that's really the reason why. I got to tell you, more than any other set of starters that I've ever seen in a Pokemon game before, I really think who you pick at the beginning of this game is going to be a real insight into your personality. <laughs> based 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 on the three uh based on the three that are available right uh, now. I would say 80% of millennials will be picking Sobble because <laughs> they are also anxious messes. So I don't even yeah. know what the fire one is. What's its name? Score, Score Bunny? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we, we will end it with Malcolm who says, apparently at East Coast Throwdown, a guy got salty and threw a chair that almost hit a baby in a stroller. How would you react to that? He's guessing fades on sight. And the game in question that this is going on during was Sailor Moon, which apparently is notoriously broken as a fighting game. Um, yep. Look, man, it, it, I understand some people get pissed off playing video games. I mean, Terrence broke his television. He got so mad playing Marvel's really? Capcom. Oh yeah, absolutely. He threw control at it, and busted it. Um, he had to get another TV from me to to replace <laughs> it. So, so look, it happens. But uh, control yourself when you're in public. Yeah, There's no need for that. Why are you throwing a chair playing Sailor Moon the fighting game? Was it was yeah, Air, was Air Guys have... not available to play at, a, at at East Coast Throwdown? That's uh, that's something where where I just sort of want to sit someone down and be like. So at what point did that seem like a good idea? <laughs> What's the like he, when, what, what, when, did, when did that, when did, where, where was the thought crossing your mind? Be, like, was it mid throw being like, I'm doing the right thing? Like, well, that, that's a pure instinct move, right? Nobody thinks, oh, I'm going to throw this chair and then they do it. Right. Like, that's just something you do. Um, how would you react to that? I mean, if it's my baby, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I'm going to get in that dude's face. And get really fucking angry. Um, I don't know if anyone aside from the kids. I mean, anyone that almost got hit by the chair should be pissed off. Like, this is fucking unacceptable. I would assume that that guy got banned uh, permanently from that from that event. No, I would hope so. One would hope. Um, yeah, don't don't be that angry. I get if, it. If, if, if that is your reaction to losing in a video game, even if it's at home, even if that's in the privacy of your home and that's the level of anger that you have, uh, get therapy. Or just don't play video games competitively. If that's the yeah. case, like, like, like if, that, if you're going like, to get pissed get off, therapy. well, that's like, <laughs> right. Obviously there's, there's, there's some deep seated anger that's manifesting itself in a really un- unproductive manner. Hmm. Um, but yeah, don't, it's, it's, it's a video game. T- don't, and, if, and again, if, yeah, like I said, if you can't control yourself then don't play video games, competitively they're supposed to be yep. fun um and don't you throw in a chair i'd love to hear the more of the backstory beyond that <laughs> and if, on sailor moon on sailor moon. sailor fucking moon i didn't even know there's first of all i didn't know there's a sailor moon fighting game oh there's a bunch of sailor moon really? games and all of them are garbage uh that doesn't surprise me i'm curious to know what systems these games exist on just for the pure sake of curiosity yeah, so there's a few like beat 'em ups. Um, wow, all the way back to Super Nintendo. Yeah, huh. yeah, Super Famicom. Um, yeah, I, mean, I would that, say like they're that's pretty most, much where it stopped. Though. most of them are um, fighting games or beat 'em ups. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a few fighters. Let's see. You had. Uh... The last one that came out that was not that was not a quiz game. Apparently, the last one that came out was a quiz game, but the one that came out before that uh, was Bishujo Senshi wow. Sailor Moon Super S Shin Shiaku Sadasun Sen 
which came out on PlayStation and sure. Sega Saturn. We'll go with that. I just wanted to pronounce it because it's that, what a ridiculous name uh, for that game. Be sure your senshi is basically just magical girl. Gotcha. Um. So yes. Be be sure your senshi Sailor Moon Super S Shin Shuyaku Sodatsu Sodatsu Sen. Yeah, it's a mouthful. That came out over twenty years ago. Yes. And this guy, this guy's getting salty enough that he's throwing chairs. Yes. Playing it. That seems unacceptable. Don't do that. Yep. Uh, also, never released outside of Japan. Any Most of, Sailor of these Moon games. didn't release outside. I don't. Of I don't Japan. think any of them did. Oh no! I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. One the Sailor Moon, uh, a beat 'em up for the SNES got released in Europe. Yep. So, there you go. Thank you guys for the uh, short notice uh, post office questions again. If you want to participate when we do need questions from you guys, go to densepixels.com/fans and join our fan group today. Um, you can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and make sure you also subscribe to the other TNP Studio shows, The Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. And, of course, uh, it is the two weeks left, a little less than two weeks left before Extra Life. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, tell us about your stream plans for yeah. a second. So uh, I don't. I still haven't decided when exactly that day I'm going to start streaming because it's the day after a wedding. Um, and I'm hosting a couple people who are coming into town for the wedding. So it might not start until the evening. It might be more of a Sunday stream rather than a Saturday stream. But yeah, um, I'm doing Extra Life, as as I've discussed a few times on the show now. Um, all of the money raised goes directly to help the kids at the Johns Hopkins Children's Center in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I have so far beaten the original goal. I would like to hit $750. Um, that'd be super cool. And I'm streaming Pokemon Leaf Green, and that's going to be a really good time. Um, I imagine I'll be able to get through all eight batches in the Elite Four in a single sitting. Um, I've done that before, but we'll see how it goes. Um, outside of that, um, I play with the Baltimore Gamers Symphony Orchestra, and our next show is also just a few weeks away. It's the weekend after Extra Life. Um, so that's November 8th, which is a Friday night. General admission is free. Um, and we're doing like a raffle and all sorts of other cool stuff. And it's all themed to video game villains and other battles. So we're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, we'll be playing bunch of shit you guys probably already know like one winged angel and a zelda boss medley and shadow of the colossus and last surprise and it's going to be really really cool so uh if you are within the greater baltimore region and you're looking for something to do on a friday night in november you should come out because it's totally free just to attend so and uh, if you guys want to watch carrie's extra life stream on the second slash third november uh she's on twitch So again, that is it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all the next time. Let's go Nats! Uh-oh.